Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 957 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today by the usual crew, and a crew that is good, Ben Askren, James Dean Raider. And it is World's Week. It is officially here. Our wait is no more. And soon we will send Mark Bader and John Kozak and Tyler Meisinger and Sion Williams to the <laughs> UWW World Championships. He's like the boss of wrestling now, right? He's the boss. Uh, yeah. He's capo. He's a capo, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's exciting. And plenty of other things to get into. We've got Worlds. We've got, you know, the Team USA has been... I don't know if they've made their way to Serbia yet, but they were in Germany at the Romstein Air Force Base where they usually acclimate when they go to go over there. Um, we've got Stanford update, banned Russians, high school oh stuff, goodness. maybe tears. Hopefully not. Better, we better do some tears just for the just for the pure laughter that would uh, be created. But why why don't we start with World's Week primer real quick? I think, I think, I think we're gonna see uh, some a serious amount of banned Russians or significant, not a high number, but. It appears Sidikov. What do you mean? Sidikov is not going to be in this tournament. I don't think. I'm sorry. Who? Zarbek Sidikov. Will not. Will not. And I, I think Sajulayev is 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 a question mark right now. Wait. What? Where? Where? Hold on. Hold on. on. Where did this come from? So UWW did their. um, I don't know what you would call it. Vetting process. Vetting process. Thank you, JD, for the Russians. And remember, they said twenty some out of one hundred and fifty five or whatever were flagged as like, no, these people can't. Zarbek Sidikov, flagged like for what? I mean, the PDs because that's 26, what they should be. No, no, no. For, but what are they actually flagged for? Twenty six individuals were deemed ineligible due to either activity, sub, active support of the ongoing war, or confirmed membership in military or national security agencies. Yeah. So um, Sidikov, I think former military, something like that. Uh, some sort of tie, and I think Sajalayev's issue could be unrelated to that vetting process and maybe something else. But we don't know. And it's all, it's still, my understanding is that it's up in the air and not determined. So, whoa. And it's crazy because it's literally, you know, in less than a week is, is when they'd be going. So, holy moly. Holy moly. So that has significant impact if you lose two Olympic champions potentially. Um, that that's going to hurt their team a lot and help. Hey, team why USA. is the UWW doing this at such the last minute? They're they're not. They're not. This what is, do you mean? This has been well, done. I heard of it. They're not doing. No, they announced it a uh, week, ten, two weeks ago. Um, but they did not announce the names. They just said, "Hey, okay. we've we have vetted this, and the, you know the Russian Federation has that list." And I, but they're not. I don't think they're going to announce. Hey, these athletes are out. These athletes are in. And some of the... So there's like 26, right? 26. And they're not all wrestlers. Some were like trainers or staff or something like that. So anyone that was coming... Wait, you said 26 of how many? 155. 235. 235. 135 is what number? That's men, women, Greco, trainers, coaches? Yeah. They looked into 235 people and 26 were deemed ineligible. Training partners, etc. Backups. Yeah. So, 
significant impact there. We don't know for sure, for sure on a lot of these, I mean, but I, you should not be surprised. Sitikov is not in the entries. Yeah, and I feel like they'd send him. Other other Sajulayev in the entries? Yes, Sajulayev yes. is. But Sajulayev, my understanding is it's something unrelated to the Ukrainian war that would keep him out. Um, so PEDs? No, not PEDs. So mm. Political, political in nature. Can I keep guessing? Nope. <laughs> you, you you wouldn't get it anyways. It's pretty. Really? Yeah, it's wow. pretty pretty nuanced. Um, Dude, high level. You, I'm a geopolitical major. Okay, I'll that. give you one more guess. I'll give you one more guess then, if you really want it. Uh, let's see. He is it, the, he's the mayor of his own town. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they you know they hate mayors. Acceptable. Yeah, they hate mayors. You got it, actually. I couldn't. I, I'm kind of surprised, but that was a good job. Um, so, but as of right now, Sitikov and 92 kg are their only men's freestyle starters that they were originally going to send that are no yeah. longer in the entries. So who? Okay, if not who's who goes at 74 then? Valiev. He's really good. Yes. Um, <laughs> so they'll be all right there. 92. They're not as deep, but probably. Not a huge drop off there. Uh, okay, yeah. so that is uh, obviously so, uh, a situation we will keep you updated with as best we can. Uh, moving on, moving forward, Stanford job update soon. Okay, that's what JD wrote. I think we will know the first half of this week who the next head coach at Stanford Ooh. is. And give me some. Give me some options. I'll give you some options. Um, I think it's going to be a, uh, a current head coach, and I think Ooh, it's going okay. to be. So we're going to see the the, the carousel continue yeah. at least one yeah, more uh, iteration is my assumption. So, and I won't say any more than that because I know too much because I, I don't want to be. You know it. You're not sure. This is this why I come on Monday morning. You know, every Monday morning, I've been here for like three years or whatever, and then Christian's like, oh yeah, you know, we're podcast co-hosts, but I have all the information I haven't shared with you, well, and then like, I'm just going to taunt you with it on the radio. Now I'm not trying to taunt. I'm sorry. I don't want to do uh, that, Ben. Yeah, taunt turn a teaser. Yeah. I always been uh, feel weird calling this the radio. What do you guys call it? On the podcast? On the yeah, pod? No, this is the radio. We're on AM 960, The Sound. I mean, it's literally in the name. It's, I mean... It's radio and it it's is live. In the radio. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if I. Can, I guess I came up with the name. I don't know if I did honestly. Um, it might have been Ray. Doesn't matter. It's super creative, no doubt about it. Uh, hey, you know what else I looked at today? Because uh, we got talking about UWW. They finally announced the location for U twenty three Worlds. I did not know that it's in uh, Tirana, Albania. Mm-hmm. Yes. Will you yeah. be going? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I gotta talk to Ke- I'm gonna call Keegan today. You're actually thinking about going to Albania? I was. I was considering going, but then uh, you know what? Mid- what Mitchell told me. Mitchell told me that they were not allowing two personal coaches for any athletes. Yeah. Um, and so he would have Kendrick, and then so I would be the second personal. And I don't want to go to be a fan. You know, it's a long ways to go if I'm not actually needed. Yeah. Um. So yeah. But then the Veterans World Championships is the, is the week before, and Greece and Albania are neighbors. And I'm like, I could just go get Albania some wrestling. Albania is very beautiful. And fun. That's right there on the sea. Have you been to Albania? No. Okay. <laughs> I've seen pictures. Fun fact, I believe I it's it. Albania. Uh, they have an AK-47 on their official flag. Wow. Sounds what, awesome. Stop, you stop it, JD. I'm, I'm serious. Albanian flag. Now we got to look see. this up. Uh, no, I was wrong. <laughs> you just made that up. No, there is some country... <laughs> There is some country Would, that does. It's like a hawk or something. What is that thing? Yeah, Double-headed pretty, eagle. Honestly, it's kind of a scary-looking flag. Yeah, a little bit. It, it looks like the bad guys would fly this. Mozambique mm-hmm. has a AK-47. Oh, that, that maps. Okay. There was another Wait, what did you say? Mo- Mozambique? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Makes sense. It's not exactly Switzerland. Wow. That's horrifying. Is that a machete on one? Yes. We should do scariest uh, scariest Cleaver. flags in the world. All right. Good news. High school participation numbers are up. The highest number of wrestling participants since 1978. That's That was a long time ago. I was uh, I was a little more excited when I saw this, and I, but as I dug into it, I'm excited. I just want to – the caveat is um, men's is still not at its peak, right? 
but women's it's is like I was actually really surprised because women's is about twenty percent of men's, uh, and, and I would have guessed more like ten to fifteen. So I was surprised at that, but women's is exploding. I mean, women's went from very very few to I think it's forty nine thousand. Um, man, that's that's really impressive. Women, or excuse me, men's wrestling hasn't had a percentage change this high uh, in the last twenty three years at least. Positively, but. Possibly. If you look maybe like 10 years, I think it was 10 or 12 years ago that there was more total male participants, correct? Um, yeah, I'm, not yes. on, I'm not on the article right now, but I did read it. 2014, 2015. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, either way, I guess I'm happy it's going up. I would be more happier if men's wrestling was at its peak as well as women's because then we'd be way, way, way over the total number. I think we're getting there. I'm hoping yeah, we're yeah. getting there. That was good. good. Um. Anyway, great news there. Look at I mean, women's is crazy, guys. If you look at it, women's oh, yeah. went from, I mean, two thousand six seven. They were at five. They, that was the first time they crossed five thousand, and now they're at forty nine thousand. So I mean, they they've went up essentially ten x in in fifteen years. Yes. Totally wild. It's very good. Very good. I choose to be positive about this. Um. All right, man, we might, we're probably gonna have to do tears, huh? JD's oh, baby. Can't... Well, I mean, you want to talk more about this? Because I could talk more about this. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, one, I, one of the things I was thinking, and I, you know, I don't know how to solve for this, and I am not a high school coach, um, but I was thinking, you know, at our local high school, Arrowhead High School, um, they have a varsity football team, and then they have a JV, and then they have they actually have two freshman squads, and they actually play like games, right? There's a a starting lineup for all those teams and for wrestling you know arrowhead has the good numbers and and a few other schools like say mcguanago a few other ones around here they have good numbers and they may feel the varsity reserve team but there's very few like actual jv duels where it's like our yeah. full team is going against your full team and there sure isn't any all freshman duels where our freshman team is going against your freshman team and i think that you know if there was some way to make that happen and i'm sure this is like obvious when you say it uh, and much much harder to actually do, but that I think that's something that could really make the numbers go up. So we we do see a decent amount of kids who are kind of like semi motivated come eighth grade and they go into uh, freshman year and they can't make the varsity team and they're on maybe a smaller team and you know there's just not a lot of matches for them and there's nothing kind of purposeful. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, it's tough because and I think that's one of another one of wrestling's big problems is young wrestlers so in absence of that of freshman versus freshman type of thing or jv versus jv yeah a lot of time you're using these first year guys to plug weights where you don't have someone and they're just yeah, going and getting exactly. rocked um and that's not fun either and it's hard to hard to keep you know people yeah. in i have sport. always thought it was interesting and i'm not saying it's wrong or whatever but in a lot of uh, boys varsity high school sports it is basically accepted that you will probably not be a varsity athlete unless you are very very good until junior mm -hmm. senior maybe sophomore yeah. year but in wrestling you're basically almost expected to be kind of yeah. a varsity athlete yeah if you're right good away. yes but like football yeah. basketball even if you're good a lot of times You'll still do JV. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Or, or freshman, and think, potentially. And think of the level of, mm -hmm. and also think of this. Yeah, I just remember Buffalo Gap basketball. Like the level of competence you had to have to make the freshman basketball or JV basketball team. Like you knew what you were doing to make just to make that team at Little Buffalo Gap High School. And think of the level of competence that you have in the sport of wrestling to potentially mm -hmm. have a match. That's it is one of wrestling's biggest, most difficult challenges: is the lack of opportunities against similar backgrounds and experience levels once you get yeah. to high school. It's easier to find um, I would say at the youth level like you can find like they have rookie division, they have novice division, you yeah. have you yeah. can kind of get an understanding um, of the competition but once you get to high school it's like basically all high school and who knows who you're going to face. Yeah. And the other thing, I mean, I don't know how you solve for this but I can tell you for sure this is this is a thing is that um the weight classes and uh, one thing wrestling is for everyone so they're, they're evenly spread right from 106 to heavyweight um so anyone could do it but certainly there's way 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 more we'll say like 
125 to 155. And I, I don't throw a weight class. I'm just throwing in a weight range. Like, there's so many more of those kids. And so you're likely to be three or four or five or six deep. And then obviously, if you're a freshman and you're the fifth best guy there, um, versus if you were the big guy, there'd only be one or two guys there, you know? And so it's like yeah. how, if, if there was some type of, you know, like dual meat system where they had like, a whole bunch of weights jammed in the middle and almost none at the, at the, especially at the upper end. Uh, I think that could be beneficial also. Uh, and one good thing that happens a lot at duels, or at least it did when I coached, is like, you know, you kind of talk before the duel with the coach, but like, hey, how many extras you got? Let's try to match some up. Or yeah. even if you if you're throwing out a really bad guy for varsity, it's like, hey, could we get this guy a match against someone inexperienced in yours? And that that was a that's a good thing to give. Yeah. that experience and that the dual meets sort of allow for that flexibility for coaches is really it's a good thing um mm-hmm. but it's tough man it's like these kids a lot of these high school wrestlers should not be competing in in, in all reality yes. as early for their skill level i know i i know we use some kids that were not ready at all but like absent of another option it's like you take a forfeit or you throw this guy out there yeah. um so yeah it's not it's not as simple as it is for for other sports. That is for sure. Yeah. Big a big you know another thing I was thinking about driving in as considering like the growth of of wrestling is how we do a bad job I think of converting and it's like listen the coach's job is not to convert into this but like converting these young wrestlers into fans of the sport and helping them understand like what that's totally the coach's job. Okay. Well I. I, no, I, I would say, yeah. no, no, no. I, I think, <laughs> I think it would be good. I, I think you're, you're living in a little utopia here, Ben. I, I don't think it is like in the job description. No, bullshit. To, no, I'm, I, 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 I want to fight you right now. All right, well, hold on. <laughs> Before we fight, and I would win, I figured out how I would beat you up, Ben. Do you remember this? I could no, beat you up. A taser. A taser. No, not a taser. With, with my fists and my feet. Okay. Oh, I, how's that? Well, well, okay, well, if we're going to get into it, I just need a big, big area, like football size. And I'm just going to be real fast. I'm just going to run in real quick and boom, one punch, and I'm going to run away for a while. <laughs> Stop and it. over the course of several days, you will you will be harmed. Uh, and you won't be able to get okay. your hands on me, Ben. Okay, now tell so me how it's not the coach's job to, to make fans. and, I, and I'll So when I say thing. fans of the sport, I don't mean like – to make it is their job to make them enjoy the sport of wrestling and to do it and to teach it. They should they yep. should learn to like doing the sport. They should learn to like um, the process. They should learn to understand it and they should learn how to do it and how to do it well. But as far as like, it is not. I don't. I think it's like not easy or neatly fits into their job description. Like you need to watch college wrestling and here's what's going on in college wrestling. They should encourage that, but it's like that's not part of the the thing right you I should don't know. maybe expose I, gonna, them to I'm it I strongly disagree with you okay well because okay why isn't it the coach's job so what what is the coach's job right the coach probably has a few jobs uh to teach good morals and values and the other one is to probably that's one number two probably to make them good at the sport of wrestling is mm-hmm. that fair yeah okay so if the athlete enjoys wrestling more they're they're kind of into it they're more likely to be good at it right so it is incumbent on the coach to to get them to see that thing right to get them to say oh how do i get them to be a fan of the sport and so like yeah i'll give you just yesterday i went into the one o'clock practice master makes sure any youth practice um and he says hey it's world he actually i actually i actually failed this he said who knows what week it is or what's this week and i said i don't know what am i missing here and a few of the kids got it, World Championships week, right? Uh-huh. And he said, okay, here's what we're going to do this week. We're going to go through a bunch of American athletes and kind of hit some of their better moves, right? So, you know, Nick, we did some Nick Lee stuff yesterday. And something. I, had, I actually had to run the other practice, so I can't remember what else they did. But a few guys. So he is literally, like, taking the time to say, you guys need to know this guy and this guy in here. So then you're going to be able to relate to them when you watch them wrestle because you'll see the moves that they do. But – we do many things like this, you know, NCAA finals viewing party. We t- we took kids to watch uh, the World Cup last year because I think we realized if they like it, if they're into it, there's a whole lot bigger chance they're going to want to put in the effort necessary to be good at it. Mm-hmm. And that's something a lot of people neglect. A lot of coaches really neglect this part. If 
they like it and if they're into it they're way more likely to put in the effort necessary to be really good at it now it's yeah. it's really simple when you think about it like that so yes it is the coach's job because <laughs> if i do that job then they're going to be better yeah no doubt that that all that is true i think it's like okay yeah but i think here in your world of all these great wrestling coaches and wrestling and you don't know a lot of these wrestling coaches who are not good coaches which is maybe part of the problem but like they don't know what's going on in wrestling i know i know where i coach you there iowa would be having a duel that night and those guys would not know the coaches would not know but is very, but, very okay, but it's still their job to be so that's okay so i'll, I'll tell you coach massimer again coach massimer was a good wrestler uh he didn't start he started his sophomore year but he's always and this is like when coaches say like well i didn't have a huge level of uh technical experience and my coach didn't teach me so i can't teach them it's like okay do you want to be good at it how about you go do it how about you figure it out so coach messenbrick to this day i brought up actually i grilled him he has clips of international wrestlers indexed by name by move by cut he got all these indexes it's like he he did the work he did yeah. the work so yeah if you're gonna be good at something yeah it's incumbent on you to do the work whether it's making someone a fan staying up to date on the technique yeah if you want to be good at it that's what you're gonna do yeah i don't disagree I don't. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a big part of it. And yeah. yes, obviously, if there's things like, and I'll tell you, if there's things like full wrestling, it's going to make it easier for the kids, right? Because you guys are on social media, there's clips. If I, if I reference a clip, most likely, uh, most of the guys have seen the full wrestling clip, right? If I say, hey, did you guys see this clip? I, I probably two thirds of my room will say, oh, yeah, we, we saw that, you know? Yeah. And so I can reference it. Whereas 15 years ago, that didn't, you know, well, social media really existed, right? But, you couldn't really watch wrestling. So, yeah, that would have made it way harder. So there are things that make it easier. But, yeah, I, I fully take that as my job as as getting the kids into the sport. And the ones who get really, really into the sport, there there is a much higher likelihood they're going to be really good. Yeah. Don't don't disagree. Okay. Okay. Uh, now that we have fought. and <laughs> I, I won, I up. think. I think I won that one, Christian. No, it was one of our go, classic you're gonna go fights. You're going to make the Outlaws fans of wrestling. No, it was one of our classic. No, Coach does a good job of that. He has a lot of watch parties and stuff. Hey, there you go. Who's number Sweet. one watch party. They they do that frequently for big events. Nice. Um, no, so they do a good job. But um, I think it's one of our classic fights where we say we're going to fight and then we actually agree on everything. Okay. You said it wasn't the coach's job. I said it was. Well, I, I don't know if it really is. I, I think... <laughs> Yeah, their job, I don't know. It's just going to get into a semantic debate. Um, I think hmm. of the top... No, I'm not even going to open it back up. Not okay. even going to do that. All right, let's move on. Let's go to tiers. Tiers. 141 is the topic of... Topic du jour. And I think this is interesting because I think the number one guy is going to be taking an old good old Olympic red shirt. Andrew Aliris. That's my thing. So I think I... That opens it up for for real woods. Wait, but is that locked in? I don't think it's locked in, but um, I think it's going to happen. Okay. So, should we do it with Alirez in or out? I mean, if you're confident, then take him out. I think he'd be tier one. What do you think? You think? You think? I mean, I don't think he's tier one island though. So I think you don't. Yeah, no, sure. I do not. No, I don't either. Ooh. Um, but okay. All right, let's do it with him in there. Yeah. Because it's like, it, it's not going to really change much. So we'll do it as if Aliris is in, even though I don't think he's going to be. Um, I think Aliris Woods, then a gap. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're in agreement. I don't, don't dispute I, that at all. I, Bartlett, I mean, at number three. Uh, he he made a huge jump towards the end of the year, um, and I think kind of cemented himself in that position. But if you told me uh, Bo lost to Hardy or Mendez, uh, I'm not shocked. I'm with you. I, I could see, I could see Bo. Honestly, I could see Bo, Lachlan, Hardy, Mendez. So maybe in my mind, that's the tier two. I could see those guys picking off one of the tier one guys at some point. It wouldn't, would not maybe it would shock me. I, I feel like those guys are pretty close. I mean, Man, Bro Brock Hardy gave Real Woods a really, really tough match last year. 
Wait, Brock Hardy's good. Right. <laughs> see, we're... See, That's the in-depth analysis. You and me, Ben. We're, we are. We see things Stop. similarly. So, yeah, I and, you know, Lachlan McNeil, he came on like no other last year. Like his His NCAAs was incredible. Bo Bartlett did what, you know, we kind of thought he could do and is getting better. So could he jump into that? And I don't know. That, that's what's giving me a little bit of pause. Real and Alirez were so good last year and only lost. Mm-hmm. The Real's only loss was to Andrew, and Andrew was undefeated. So I don't know. Um, we uh, So, okay, Capostro feels too high to me. He wrestled almost no matches. So he All-American two years ago. Mm-hmm. But he wrestled almost no matches last year. He wrestled, I think, three matches. Yeah, he wasn't enrolled. Uh, so you know why does why does he get to go over Cole Matthews? Because Cole Matthews obviously is someone who's yeah, that's a great. Yeah, I mean, he was at not it's not who's number one for college. What do you guys call it for college again? The All Star Classic. The All Star Classic. He was at the All Star Classic last year, right? I mean, this is a guy who was super super high, and I know he maybe had a, a disappointing when he he lost he lost tiebreaker to Dylan Demilio and Bo Bartlett. So I'm gonna tell your rankers move that dude up. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm moving him. Uh, I think, yeah, Carlson, where do we feel like he fits? Because to me, yes. I feel like a good tier two is Bo Bartlett, Lachlan McNeil, Brock Hardy, Jesse Mendez, Cole Matthews. That feels like the group to me. Yeah. Clay Carlson, I think, I feel like he was kind of a little bit up and down last year. He, he ended up on was. an up note where he All-American, so he, he, uh, he beat he Brock Hardy got injured in that last match. Uh, but he definitely had some maybe not so. He lost to Carter Young, uh, Moshe Schwartz. Yeah, he kind of had. He got beat badly by Bartlett. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I would. I think he's probably back there. Let's, let's look at Cole Matthews' band. Yeah. Cole Matthews uh, only had three losses last year, two of which were at Nationals and Tiebreaker. So geez. he had the one Jordan Titus upset. Where that was what took him out of number one. So he's got to be in. Tier two, so I, and solid. honestly, Cole Matthews is is not an easy match for Woods or Lyra's. I don't think. Not at all. He's also the man. He is from any brothers. Everyone loves Cole Matthews. When we <laughs> visited him last year, everyone's like, "Dude, Cole is the coolest dude." And then you got to go, and he's the man, and that alone puts him in tier two. So well, yeah, I think I, he's a clear two to got tier so, two guy. So would you? Disagree with my tier two of Bo Bartlett, Lachlan McNeil, Brock Hardy, Jesse Mendez, Cole Matthews, and nobody else. Um. Yeah, I don't hate putting Clay Carlson in there. He did take fifth place last year. He, but he was mm-hmm. up and down. So, um, hmm, tough one. I yeah, I I could see. I can see putting Carlson in there, and I could also definitely see the argument against him. Now, I'm looking at Ryan Jack now. Ryan Jack probably, he was one and two at NCAAs. Yeah, he's definitely out of tier two, we'll say. He did have a couple wins over Lachlan McNeil, though. I mean, Lachlan yeah. McNeil is the one that he came on really strong at NCAAs, but kind of had a ton of losses before then. So he lost to Ryan Jack a couple times, Cole Matthews, Bo Bartlett. Man. I'm Cole looking Madden, at this. Tom Crook, man, he had a Colin Girardi. He had a lot of losses. You're right. Now I'm like, should we be expanding this, or is there like a, a smaller tier two and a bigger tier three? Yeah, because well, I, mean, I feel like weird, Vince, Vince Cornell is like super good, fit? and it's and these these guys are making it hard, right? Because uh, McNeil had not that great of a season, and then has a great NCA, whereas uh, Cole Matthews had Cole Matthews has a uh, you know, better season, bad NCAs. You'd say the same thing with Ryan Jack, right? Because he had the two wins over Locke and McNeil, but then had not a very good NCAs. Yeah, it makes it really tough to kind of separate them. Hmm. And unfortunately, and is super for us, weird to me because he was All American two years ago, but he was an All American. He had a not so great year. Came on at the NCAs, had a Alirez. good NCAA tournament, <laughs> but then didn't really wrestle at all last year. He beat Alirez. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah. Hmm. I know right. this is tough, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. You know, Jesse, and also, I'll let's say this. I kind of want to add. I kind of want to add Ryan Jack into that tier too. He did have a really good year. Yeah, he did. 
it feels like to me there's still separation in the fact that I could maybe see a Cole Matthews or a Mendez beating a Woods or a Lira's like during the regular season or postseason yeah. for that matter. But I feel much less likely to pick a Carlson or a Composto or a Jack to get that win. Yeah. They're very good. They could beat those Tier 2 guys, but I don't see them beating the Tier 1 guys yet. Uh-huh. And that's where there's separation between Tier 2 and Tier 3. We've got, I think, Bartlett, McNeil, Hardy, Mendez, Matthews. Tier 2. Uh, let's let's hey, talk so about Mendez momentarily. I Hold Jesse on. Mendez was going to redshirt also. It's up in the air. I think he's going to go. I think Coach Ryan was like, we want to wrestle our best lineup. Yep, I talked to him about it last week when I was there, and he said, you know, that's a decision we have yet to make. We're in talks with it. Jesse has Olympic aspirations, but he's like, I want to put our best team out there, and obviously our best team includes Jesse Mendez, but that's still. And another thing is it sounds like, uh, and I didn't realize this until I was listening to the interviews, but Dylan D'Amelio, way too big for 41 apparently, which I did not realize. I thought and he looked pretty normal size to me. Because he was 33 at one point. And, but, and um, uh, Jordan Decatur transferred, I believe, correct? Kent State yes, maybe? Kent State. Yeah. Yeah. So he's uh, he's not on the roster either. Correct. So not a lot of, of options outside of Jesse at 141. Yeah. So you would think that they'll they'll use him. I think typically the coaches, you know, get get their way in these scenarios. And I don't know. How, Jesse was a guy that really wanted to wrestle last year too. So I'm sure he's going to be excited to compete. But yeah, it's yeah, interesting. They don't really have any other great options at 41. The, the Brandon Cannon kid, who's a freshman, um, I don't know how he would do at the Division One level. But yeah, I mean, so there's not someone real obvious. Like if you had a Jordan Decatur, you could say, hey, Jesse, we feel comfortable sitting on the bench because Decatur is going to be a solid guy here. But um, without him there, I don't know who you're going to throw in there. And we might be jumping the gun a bit. St. Mendes Tier 2. That's what I'm saying. He, he had a rocky... Rocky season last year. He took his first year yes. losses, but I think we all agree like the potential is there for Jesse. We see it. Potential indeed. <laughs> well, he, I mean, by the end of the year, though, he was really competitive with a lot of the better guys. Uh, you know, he ended up All American. He had what? He only lost, lost to Beast. To, what? He only lost to All Americans other than yeah. Magnuson. Well, the Nagao loss was crazy, right? Um, Fair. And. Yeah, and you know he so he did show some like I, I feel like Matt wrestling weakness a little bit in a few of the matches. He got but, it together yeah, I mean, at NCAs. He won in tiebreakers in three straight matches on the backside. Oh my god, I forgot that. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean his losses: Nagao, McGee, uh, McGee, Ragason, Cannon, Nagao, Arugia, RBY. I mean that's his last losses. Those are mm-hmm. all really really good guys. Compare that to let's look at Clay Carlson's losses. Bo, Bo, not as good. Carter, Young, that's not great. Moshe Schwartz, Alirez, Ty Smith. Okay, there's a little separation here. Brock Hardy, uh, Kale Happel. Okay, Kale Happel. Vince Van Bauer, Vance Von Bauer. Vince yeah. McMahon. Vance. Refrigeration. That was like, I feel. I almost feel like when you when you when you read a, a thing like that, it's like. Was he like cutting weight or was there injury issues? Because no, it I know feels what it was. Like he had some crazy. I talked with Coach Han about this. He had some crazy like academic thing he was doing. He was like basically working all day, going to school, training like total time yeah. crunch in that first semester, and then sure. it would it went away in the second semester. Whatever the thing he had to do, and then we saw his consistency return. Yeah. Man, we're I'm really all over the place on on this this tier. I know, like, right? In my right, mind, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go mine. So we got Lear's Woods tier one. Uh, I'm gonna make it a little bigger tier two. Does I th- I think there's a lot of people within striking distance. So we'll go Bartlett, McNeil, Hardy, Mendez, Carlson, Matthews, and Jack. I'll put those guys both in there. Composto is out, uh, and he could obviously be back in. He just didn't compete a lot last year, and his his year two years ago was kind of up and down. Uh, so then it's, you know, Caposto, Cornello, Hines, Schwartz, Edmund, uh, kind of the rest of these dudes probably, honestly, in Tier 3. I feel like 
hit me on this. If you include okay. in chat, okay. I think you got to include Cornella. I feel like Bo Bartlett's season last year is actually totally um, separated from the field, uh, apart from Woods and Alirez, if you look at it. He lost to Woods, Alirez, and one time to Brock Hardy. Other than that, no one else had that level of consistency that he did. Well, okay, group. let me ask you this. Um, Inquire. Brock Hardy and, and Bo Bartlett wrestle a match. How comfortable, like what are you putting the odds at um, of Bo Bartlett winning? Because I think, I don't want to say it's a coin flip, I'll say it's slight advantage Bo, but that's a really close competitive match. Yeah, I think I think Bo's in plenty of close competitive matches, but he wins them. And my okay, comfort, so my comfort level, I don't know, uh, autumn morning in a Snuggie. So pretty pretty comfortable. What does that even mean? You don't know what autumn autumn's fall and snuggie is like a giant blanket sweatshirt. You don't know what a snuggie is? You're showing your age here, piles. I don't. I don't wear snuggies. I'm a man. I don't wear snuggies either. Uh, you snuggie wearing son of a gun. Oh, you know what? I do have a funny snuggie story. Now that you mention it, <laughs> <laughs> you do wear snuggies. You Let's just get snuggly. I don't. I don't have a snuggie. But I did have a snuggie. Well, we ordered them sort of like as a joke, and then they never came. And so my wife called and we're like, hey, they never came. Then we got like a Snuggie a week for like, we, we ended up with like 10 Snuggies. They just kept <laughs> sending them. Right there. They just kept sending Snuggies. We were giving them out. Like uh, a malfunction on their website or something? Yeah, I don't know. Snuggie, corporate Snuggie was, you know, kind of a disaster. That's kind of why I think they're no more. But anyway, that's my comfort level. Wow. So I feel like he's separated. Is, but the more wow. I look at it. The more I think about that, to your okay, point, I, so yes. I no, I don't think so. I disagree. I don't think he's that separated. From, but this is why it's a mess. I don't think he's that separated from Brock. Hart. So honestly, if, if you said Ben um, rate these guys, I would go Bartlett at Hardy's, Hart Hardy's, 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 Carl's Jr. That's like in my mind. That's how they go in that order. Um, and then after that, I'd probably go. Mendez, McNeil, Carlson, kind of if you're saying Ben go one by one, where how do you think of these people? That's how I would do it. So you you are and I don't know if it's wrong, but you're you're looking at it based on like how you think the matches would go. And I'm no, looking I, at it. If if you if they go in a tournament format, um where where is it most likely that these guys end up? I know we didn't say tournament, I know they yeah. end up in that order. But, you know, obviously Cole Matthews, two years ago, he ended up way higher, right? So um, there's okay, so variability in this group. The, the point I will once again attempt to make is that if yes. you look at Bo's season and you look at Lachlan, Hardy, Mendez, Matthews, on and on and on, those guys have wild, wild losses and lots well, of who's, them. Who's and Hardy's got one of most wild losses? Probably the Drogamuller, right? He lost to Droga Mueller. Ooh, that was he, a bad one. He, he lost to weight or something. Too much. He, he lost too to much weight. Nebraska but this man one. won. One, two, three, four. It happened. He won like 20 in a row here. He, he lost to Droga Mueller. He lost to Ryan Jack. He lost to Isagera. Is Gary. Yeah. Is Gary. Um, he is Gary. He is Gary. And uh, he's got three Woods losses. Yeah. Bo has zero. Lachlan's got losses. Bo's got zero place. what? Bo has zero questionable losses. He lost to national champion, national finalist, and Brock Hardy. Far more consistent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see that, that much that difference is, between Brock Hardy and and uh, you don't see a Bo difference. Barlett. A guy lost to Emilio Asagari right before. No, no. I'm saying you're saying. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, I got it. He had a few bad losses, but again, if you, I'm going to make both small favorite, but I'm not saying. Bo's a two to one favorite. If I made Bo a two to one favorite, you're probably not going to bet on him. Of course not. Is that the so? I, I mean, mean just how many not guys are two to one favorites? Also, being tears different. Christian is viewing it as consistency, and Ben is more or like losses lower floor. Ben is thinking more about the ceiling. Yeah, I'm just yeah. thinking about where they're I mean, more likely to fall. Where where they're more likely to fall in the year? Okay. Is that but Bo, the other thing here, Christian, that you're you're totally ne- neglecting here. Um, is that prior to the Big Ten Championships, Bo Bartlett didn't really wrestle anyone. Here's here's his whole ledger before. The only people above a 40th rank are Malik Hines, McNeil, Matten, 
Woods and Jamilio. He only had five top 40 matches. Okay, well, McNeil game. got like oh. fourth at NCAAs. So that's pretty good. Who? Uh, McNeil. Yes, yeah, so yeah. there's a few. There's a couple. But obviously, if you're not wrestling that many hard opponents, there's a less likelihood of you being in, in an upset scenario. I, I mean, don't think he missed you a match. Be like, he was in overtime with David Evans. I don't even know who David Evans is. Well, read a book. He he wrestles for the best team in the country. He wrestles for Penn State? Yeah. That. yeah it's a teammate oh match. Uh, okay. So okay, I'll, you can do whatever you want. This is this is we do not have to come to a conclusion as a group, right? I give my <laughs> tears. I gave my tears. Now you can give yours. Now you're shedding tears because once again, I'm not ben, shedding tears. Ben sleeps on Bo Bartlett as the show. Now he's in my tier two. Years. He's in your tier two. What's no. the problem here? <laughs> I have him separated from from the from the rest. You you're think doing he's tier just, two island? You think he's just one of the guys? I don't. So I you're think. doing tier two island by himself? He's he is an island, which I think is fitting. Wow. I'm not going. I think he's sep- island. He separated himself from these all those Bo guys. Island. He literally lost to Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> but look at look at who Hardy lost to if you want to play that. I know. Look at all their losses for all all these guys have tons of losses and all of them have like one WTF loss, like borderline Google loss. Bo does not have that. That should be that's separate. That is has a a quality all its own. I agree. No you don't. But I just don't think it is enough to separate him from a pact that could potentially beat him. I mean, could potentially... Listen, Cole yes. Matthews... That's could, what tiers about is could they potentially beat them? Cole Matthews... Then Cole Matthews should be in your tier one because he could potentially beat Andrew Alirez well, or Real Woods because he mean, literally did. Don't tempt me with a good time. Yeah, you guys... <laughs> see, that's the thing. I You're... the. It cannot be could they beat this person. That can't be... In, in college wrestling, that can't be a thing if we're trying to really do this because... Not to be Shane, not to be Shane Sparks, but CJ Composto literally beat Andrew Lirias the last season. He did. Cole Matthews literally beat Real Woods. All right, He's just make right. your stop whining. Make your tears already. I I, I am and I have and I will. <laughs> no, you all, all you told us is your tier one and your tier two island. You've not told us anything else. I'm okay. Here's what I'll say: Lirias and Woods are tier one. That we all agree. Boa okay. Bartlett is closer to tier one. Into tier three, so he's on an island. Make your make him stop stalling. I'm not. I'm explaining to you where he is, ge- geographically, and then tier three, uh, Lachlan, Brock, Mendez, Matthews. Then tier four, we'll say is Carlson, Composto, Jack, Cornella. I think that's my my crew. Oh, an interesting right. guy here in this is Josh Edmond, though. Let me be the first Ooh, to is. say. Uh, before Mizzou ben. hater Christian Powell's brought up Josh Edmonds. I, I brought it up because I'm the number one Mizzou fan. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's someone to watch because he was out of the mix last year. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of ability. He was not great last year. Um, but he lost to Jacob Frost. All right, forget us. That was not good. I, I tried. I, I tried, that. Tigers. And then we got a Jacob Frost loss. A frost loss, uh, and so I would I would not Bye put low. Edmund in here yet. I think Bye he low. has the possibility of getting in there, but uh, for me, he's got to show consistency. And like that freshman year, he now Ben wants to talk consistency. So I'm not oh, putting yeah. him in the top three tiers yet. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay, we should go to questions. I don't want to do another tier. What? We're not doing 49? <laughs> no. Oh man, they'll be no. salty. We got nothing but time. <laughs> we're just keep saying that till the season starts, and we're at 165. We're gonna oh. get to you know we're gonna probably get to 174 before the season starts. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> okay, questions from friends. We appreciate you tweeting these. I haven't said how you do this uh, in probably a year or more, but basically, you think, just, well, hold on. You keep first of all, you keep calling tweeting, and I don't think you hear a lot to call it that anymore. And second of all, don't you think most people know how to use? Uh, what was formerly known as Twitter? Sue me. Well, they don't. They may not know that I. If you don't have Twitter, which I wouldn't blame you if you didn't, you may not know that this is where I'm uh, sourcing the questions from. Okay, Schultz, Bannock, Brands, Shear, Peterson. In the '80s and early '90s, it was common for brothers to make world teams together. Zadix did it in '06, but I can't think of any brothers that have come close since then. Can you? 
Ooh, interesting. No, I can't. Brothers that came close. Hmm. What is the closest? How close did Max get? Four, maybe? Four. Yeah. But it wouldn't be at the same time. Not at the same time. Not at the, same, at the time. same time. Yeah, in 08, maybe, I mean, he made the trials in 08, but he wasn't, I don't think he was very close to making the team or anything. Um, the Paulson brothers maybe were both okay, top Paulson's. five. At the same make... time, man. Tra Travis ever... did. Did Trent or I have it backwards? No, Pretty Trent sure. made the team. Travis did not. Trent, not Travis. Okay. Yeah, they they were kind of close, but I mean that. I mean that still feels like a long time ago. There's I no know. one else with the. That's ball draw era. Taylor. Man, hmm. these guys need some more siblings. Dake, Taylor, Snyder. None of them got siblings. Burroughs, yeah. no siblings that wrestle. Dang it. I know, what the heck? That's what's jamming us up. A lot of our legends. Well, that is also a thing, too, is that we now have basically 60% of the same team every year, 70% of the same mm, team. That's true. Every year. That's yeah, true. I don't feel like there's anyone who's got super close. Like, it, none of these Uber Elite guys have a brother who is anywhere near the same. You know, even if you go Fix, Gilman. Vito had an older brother who was pretty good, but not, I mean, not very close to that same level. Nick Lee, same thing. Yeah. I mean, they were probably pretty good, but not, not on this level. Yeah, most of their brothers are, like, not even on the... They're just, like, they're very good wrestlers, but they're not... They're, like, national qualifier types of guys. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. It is weird. The brother thing is sort of curious. Well, I I, I guess what I would... If, I, if you said, Ben, come up with an idea of why this is the case... I think there was a lot more, a lot less opportunity mm -hmm. back then. And if someone got into a good college program, uh, they were more likely to like rise. You know, say like the John and Ben Peterson, for example, were not good high school wrestlers, got into a good college program, and then kind of you know made a really a good, big ascension. So that's probably what I would I would think has to do with that. Valencia's Anthony made Mexico's. Team. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I guess if we count that, um, okay. count it. All right. Then the Amins, Malik, Ooh, and, there we go. and Miles. There all right, speaking in that vein, should USA, IOC, and all the powers that be allow wrestlers to dual citizen compete for multiple countries? My name is Jeff says, it could benefit the athletes, the fans, and the sport by letting athletes try to make USA team and have a backup plan to be at World's Olympics. I feel no. like that's sort of happening. Um, I feel like... Except the the only difference is you can't like flip flop like you have to, you know, sort of state your allegiance and stick with that. I, I would man, it's tough. Yeah, I would not like this personally. If you have multiple no. countries yeah. you can represent in a given time, I agree. Don't like it. I would I would like to see. I I would keep pushing my idea. Make some type of wild card process where say five others can get in. And then, you know, you're going to, what you're going to have is you're going to have people sticking around in their home country. Yeah, it would be, it would be awesome. Um, if they expanded the brackets a little bit and what's the biggest world's bracket this year? I, I think wonder. it's only like 40 something. I mean, I remember seeing like a 40, low 40s somewhere that's, in there. That's a good size. Um, but if there were like two or three. I mean, in the real the reality is, if there's wild cards, like we'd be in dogfights to get those spots in some cases. But like someone like Yanni, imagine if he got in. I mean, Jordan Burroughs, awesome. dude. Think how crazy it would be if like Burroughs doesn't make the team and then gets this wild card system and he's at Worlds against Chance or whatever potentially. Yeah, that would be so awesome. And I think better. I think you do it like yeah. maximum of maximum of either two or three competitors per country, so they're not all like. You know, bogarted, and then you're also going to have these really competitive ranking series tournaments because it's going to be really important for guys to be there. Yes, dude. Yeah, that would be the thing if you wanted to get wild card points because that's how you can make the tournament. If you don't make the team, yeah, then you would probably see a lot of guys, a lot of good guys, really oh, good yeah. guys from other countries. All right, this is a great idea, Ben. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Wild cards. Okay. Okay. What it, now I'm, I'm just imagining a metal stand with either two Americans and two Russians yeah, and two Iranians. They're not gonna like that. 
<laughs> but that's why I mean, like, if you look at track and field or swimming, I know I've, I I don't watch them much anymore. But the Olympics, there was definitely Olympic podiums where all three were one country. Yeah. Well, yeah, because right. No facts. That happens. Facts or like, isn't it like? Wasn't it like maybe Jamaica in the hundred or two hundred mm-hmm. or something where it was like one, two, and three Jamaica? They're dominant. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. What's the issue? What is the issue? I don't know. Uh, here's a good question from Nick Newman. Ben should wear a croc hat. It's not like a question. Sean Strickland did or what? I, oh, what does that mean? He wore a croc. Well, I, I mean, I think I so I, I believe the hat that Sean Strickland was wearing appeared to be similar to the hat that Crocodile Dundee was wearing. So I'm oh. guessing that's what they're referencing. Maybe. What do you think about that, Sean Strickland? I, w- I was champion. totally shocked. Yeah. This I mean, guy- I thought, I thought, I just, I literally thought there was almost no path to victory because I thought the only thing Sean was going to do was march forward and, and do what he did. And I didn't think there was any way in hell it was going to go five rounds without Izzy landing something big because he's dynamic and he has a lot of different strikes. And I mean, obviously he was like a plus 700 favorite, right? So probably a lot of other people thought similarly to what I thought. Um, yeah. Was, I'm so glad wild. I bet $10,000 on Strickland. Was- Who did? Me, it was. Uh, you so liar! Glad, so glad I did that. I man, I thought Izzy is the smart pick for the same reasons you did, but I don't know. MMA is just in a weird spot right now. I feel like so. I just had is. a feeling that it was like Sean Strickland being a champ just tracks right now for <laughs> so whatever crazy. reason. All the Shans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's it's it is it's really wild because you have you have. Sean Strickland just won. I mean, it's been a lot of upheaval because Sean Strickland won, Sean O'Malley won, and then Pantoja won. You know, and those were kind of guys that you thought maybe would hold on to the belts for a while, and they all three of them lost it right in a row. Yeah. So I'm curious. I was actually going to get here. Let, let me give it. I was working outside this. I had a thought. You want to hear my thought? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was thinking, you know, one of the problems, we, we've talked about doing professional wrestling before, and one of the problems is specifically with America is there's not enough people who are competitive with, like, the number ones or twos um, to make it really interesting because we want to see the stars compete a lot. But I was thinking in mixed martial arts, how many people in a specific time frame are competitive with the number ones and twos? And I think the answer is probably not all that many. But if the champ is having probably tops three fights a year but more likely two then over a say a three-year window they're only going to have six fights right so and you know one of those might be a duplicate where a guy gets a rematch or something so you're only going to need guys ascending like right ascending from a say a 12 to a number one or two like every couple years like do you think that's feasible in wrestling and obviously the answer in america recently would be no right these guys have held on to the spots forever um, do you think something like that's feasible? Hmm. I don't know. What do you think, JD? Uh, I mean, from 12, it is very low. But you look at a guy like Zane Richards, who he felt like he was a perennial number four or five guy. Mm-hmm. At 57 yes. kg, has been for the past five years or whatever. And then this year, breaks Bro- through. Broke through. Beats Thomas Gilman, a guy who's... Chance. Meddled, yes. Chance yes, is another yeah. one. We thought Chance but peaked Chance, when he took a match from Jordan. Yes. You know, we thought uh, two years ago, or a year ago. But still, so you saw that flash last year. Mm-hmm. And then yes. he gets it done this year. Zane was a little different in the fact that we didn't see that no. from him last year. And then he goes and takes it from Thomas this year handily. Every data point suggested Zane would not make this team. From the open... To the to final X, there was nothing that would suggest there he were would more do people it. picking Chance Marsteller yeah. to beat Jordan Burroughs. Yeah, because he we had seen him beat him before. True. True. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay. The the nature of wrestling is also different than MMA in the fact that you can't. Yes. I mean, you can pin, but it's it's just much harder to secure a pin on a top guy rather than knock them out. And is. This is a question for Ben. I'm curious what you th- is wrestling. I would say wrestling's less variable in terms of a, a given yeah. athlete's path to victory than MMA, where you can really implement a lot of different strategies. And like because the wrestler really they they come up and they get really good at 
their thing, right? And it's not like you have the vast array of the Mighty Mouse. What he was saying a week ago, the clip that went viral. Yeah. That he said, I forget exactly what he said, but he said it's like MMA is the easiest sport to become a world champion. in, I think was the quote. Okay. Because hmm. I wish I did Everybody, that. he's like, yeah, you soon carve out your path. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're trying to, you know, in wrestling or boxing or BJJ, everybody's trying to do the exact same thing. Right. So what do you think, yeah, Ben? The best. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's obviously more variability. Um, I don't know that easier than anything. I mean, I'm not sure because you would need to do it, it. That would obviously be a factor of how many people are trying to do it. Because if you're picking a sport where no one's trying to do it, your path to success is going to be easier because there's just less other people trying. Right. Um, but, you know, I think that is that maybe in MMA, you're seeing very, very few kids, which probably rightfully so, and I, I would support the parents' decision. The kids aren't really doing MMA, right? So most people are starting as either very, very close to adults or adults doing mixed martial arts specifically. They may be doing other disciplines earlier. So you're going to have less total participation because as adults, they're probably also doing other things than focusing a majority of their time on a sporting event. Indeed. Okay, let's maybe we can get another one in here. When can we expect JD and Tyler to have another series? I don't know about that hardcore of a series. Yeah, um, it's too hardcore. <laughs> but uh, we're we're gonna be trying maybe throughout the season to do a couple couple similar trips. So yeah, definitely want some some sort of trip during the year. We'll make it happen. Uh, what's Ben's favorite Shane memory? Do you have a favorite Shane memory? All of them? That would be Shane's answer. All of them. Uh, you know the favorite one? I guess I would say is the first time. The first time I ever hung out with him, I don't remember what year. It had to be 2013. It was it was my brother's for the first academy for AWA North Shore, like the first location. And uh, I don't I don't really remember why he was there, but I remember we went out to this burger place that was delicious afterwards. And that was when he told me about his McDonough, his McDonough oh, Robles. Oh thing. my gosh! And I remember telling him like Shane, you're you're wrong on this, and he would just. But he just wouldn't stop. And he just was aggressively going at it for like an hour straight. <laughs> this wow. dude. People oh who my don't God, know so Shane. much energy and so much intensity. And he's so certain that he's right on this one. People who don't know Shane probably assume his he plays a character, sort of. But that's yeah. just Shane, actually, in real well, life, Shane. too. Yes. <laughs> real. Well, hopefully he's back soon. He was in Utah, which I bet he loved. I feel like he would love he Utah. I got converted to the Mormonism. We'll, we'll find out. That'll be my first question. Uh, All right, we're going to go before Ben says something else. Utah did be what? Too. He got converted. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> we'll, we'll be, be back. Hey, we got a question since you're just hating on the Tyler, show. Tyler lost the old outro song, but he found this one, and I like it as much as any. A little bit like a Mustang hold Sally. Hold on, hold on. We got more questions. No, we don't. I think they're all they're not all that good. They're not all that good. You see? That's why the music's playing right now. A lot man. about Russians. A lot about Russians in here. And I, you're breaking news to me today. Are Text me who too? was getting a Stanford job since you won't tell me on the show. A lot about living. I'll call you. Maybe. All right. All right I got to call Max because Max, you know, I want to, I always want to, I really actually want to fight Max because this dude. Well, oh, first of all, did you hear what he did? He what? made a bet. Oh my, I got so much dirt on Max. We got two minutes left. Stop the, stop the music. All right, so he he tried antagonizing <laughs> me by saying, if if uh, Connor wins, then you have to let people play games in like country, which I do sometimes, not as much as Max. Max, too many games, too much fun. It's nonsense. What is it, um, casino night? But I said, okay, I'll do that bet, but you got to let your guys do firemen's and headlocks. Uh oh. And the bet was made, and I just had a youth kid come in yesterday and say. Max isn't Max is not relenting. He's saying no, he's not doing that. And I said, Max, now we're on national radio. Are you a man of your word? Are you gonna let guys do firemen's headlocks or not? So here's my question with the firemen's and, and the headlocks. Can you hit them in practice? He just won't teach them? Because I think that's fair. No, you can't. It's a push up you get a hundred push-ups if you do it in practice. If you're in a fireman's carry? Or a headlock. That is headlock man, I just if if the Penn State guys can hit it. Who are, who is anyone to say? If the Russians are hitting it, I don't know. Yeah. 
I know. I agree. So okay. So then that this is a some I've aired my family problems on the radio, but you're gonna get involved. <laughs> this is a big family problem. <laughs> so then Max says, uh, so "Yesterday we need to talk. We, we we manage AWA together. We need to talk about a few things." So I text him at 11 a.m. to, "Hey, can we talk tonight after my practices?" And he said, "Yeah, no problem." And he said, "What time?" I suggest a time. Okay. And then just no response. I give him this one, no response. I call him, nothing. I text him this morning when I wake up, no response. <laughs> then he oh. finally during the show, he's like, hey, you want to talk now? I'm like, <laughs> golly. He's putting it off. Putting it off. I know, right? All right, dogs. Oh, my gosh. There's the song. Dogs. Who let the dogs out? Yeah, who let the dogs out? Thanks for listening. We'll be back Thursday, <laughs> regular week. Maybe we'll have more news. Probably have something cool to talk about. See you guys then. Have a great See day. You. Goodbye.